0: top. And we're good to go.
1: Sound. Cool. Cool. How do you want to start? Don't
0: I? <laughs> Hello and welcome to Cooperative Cardboard. tentative Hello. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> tentatively penned tabletop talks. My name is Josh and obviously you can tell I like alliteration.
1: My name's Katie, and I don't mind alliteration.
0: <laughs> uh, this is going to be just the uh, sort of basic podcast discussing the board games we play, if we do like them, and and other stuff. Yeah, <laughs> we've we've sort of set out various sections to to discuss, including some facts. So there is some factual yeah, significance we... to what we're doing, as well as opinion. And yeah,
1: opinion. we don't want to so... grump out the board game community by not getting things factual. <laughs> no, definitely not. No, <laughs>
0: crucified for the rest of our life yeah okay outcasts (laughs) so today we are discussing the castles of mad king ludwig first released in 2014 through bezier games it's a game designed by ted Alsvak. he's a well-known designer with other hit games suburbia and one night ultimate werewolf Oh, is that him? Yeah, same guy. Sorry, I didn't so that. Uh, yeah, he's done he's done quite a few games. A lot of them have done really well in the Mensa community as well. I mean, this one's won Mensa Select as well as Suburbia mm. for having a, a sort of deep thought.
1: I didn't realise it was the same guy that did Suburbia, but I can sort of see it now. Now that yeah. you've mentioned it, I'm like, oh yeah, yeah actually, that does make sense. Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, the the river that moves down, yeah, the, the yeah. tile drafting, uh, even the sort of artwork to a Maybe certain extent. I?
1: Maybe we'll do Suburbia next. Oh, why not?
0: It's a great game. It's a great game. Anyway. I'll also mention who did the art on this because it's they always deserve a little shout out. The art has been done by Keith Curtis, Agnieszka Dobrowieka, and Olin Tim. Hopefully I've pronounced those right. If not, I do apologise. So, moving on. Uh, Katie, why don't you tell us why we purchased this game?
1: So, I think this is one of our more interesting purchasing stories. It is. I guess. So, Josh and I went on, they're going to laugh at us for this anyway, uh, <laughs> went on holiday to Glasgow, because <laughs> we've never been to Scotland, and we went to a little uh, board game cafe there, which we don't have over here, we live in Jersey and the Channel Islands, and there's not really a lot going on, to be honest with you. So we were really excited to go to this board game cafe, and, oh, I should have, uh, I'll try and remember the name of it and give them a shout out, actually, because they were really fun. Yes. So we sat down on these massive tables. They had uh, D&D groups and all the other stuff going along. It was really cool. And then they have a free play area where they just have, like, a basically a massive bookshelf filled with games and you can just, you know, buy a drink or whatever and sit and play. And we plucked this one off the shelf. Mm-hmm. And that was pretty much it. We sat there and played, like, two rounds of it. Yeah. Yeah. And then we went back to our hotel after a few dinner and a few drinkies. And then I think the next day we came back and played it again, didn't we?
0: We did, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, we came back the next day to play it again. But after we'd had a few drinks and dinner and went back to the hotel, we just bought it.
1: Yeah, we bought it online. Sat in the bar, yeah. we
0: just went online and just went, you know, we love this game, we're going to play it again. So yeah. uh, let's buy it that. and get it delivered home.
1: Yeah, let's just get to it. Because couldn't really fill it in our suitcase.
0: No, no, not at all. And... We'd already bought a few games by that point, haven't we, I think?
1: Yeah, we'd already bought Civilization. Yes. That was in yeah, our suitcase. Yeah,
0: yeah. And a, a couple of others as well, actually. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. A couple so. smaller. Anyway. Yeah. So, that was yeah, so that's why
1: we, we bought this one. So this one wasn't... It was kind of cool because we got to play it before we bought it, I think, which is a bit different to like, reading reviews and whatnot before you buy it. We literally just dove in for this one. So yeah, that's why we purchased it.
0: Yeah, it's definitely different. It's, it's, uh, it can be really tough to, to decide on which games you want to buy, especially for me, because I have to read and watch reviews. I do have a problem. <laughs> and generally, I'll read and watch reviews before I purchase anything. But mm. being able to actually try it before we bought it was yeah, yeah. kind of novel and interesting for us, because as you mentioned, we're in Jersey, so we don't have anything like that. So the only time we really get to, to try stuff before we buy it is when uh, a friend already has it. Mm. Uh, in which case we don't necessarily need it because, because we can always borrow yeah, it or get together and play it. So it's, uh, it was good, really good, actually. Mm. Uh, a lovely trip.
1: Yeah. So, Josh, what's the premise of the game? What's the setup? So what are we doing?
0: Okay, so yeah, we are effectively... We're, we're building a castle from scratch for the Mad King Ludwig. Now, I won't go too much into who this is because uh, later on in the podcast Katie will discuss some interesting facts surrounding this particular subject but he has commissioned a new castle
1: mm-hmm.
0: and it has to be novel and interesting and uh, unique and he wants it just to be this amazing layout of rooms and designs and it's your job as the as the player uh, to, to build this castle choosing rooms from the tableau. So in terms of the, the sort of type of game, it's much like Suburbia, it's a tile drafting and placement game. So Each player begins with a, uh, a colour-coded foyer, and a set amount of money then populate a tableau of random rooms for purchase and decide on the first player. Now, each player around the table takes turns being the master builder. They have a host of responsibilities, uh, I won't go into all of them. But the most significant being the receiver of funds from each other player wanting to purchase additional rooms for their castle. Now, we do tend to play this two-player, so it's a bit easier because it's just back and forth. But we have played with more players,
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, and it does work really well, actually, with the, the funds going all to one player. It keeps all the money in, in play in the game rather than yeah. getting rid of it. It's, it's kind of a weird economy of scale mm. sort of type thing going on, which is, is actually really interesting. Now, in each round, you go around the table allowing players to purchase the rooms of their choice from the tableau, uh, which they then add into their castles, uh, which is sort of a, a free-flowing design, as long as the entrances and exits connect. And you score points according to the, the tile rules, which are dictated by symbols, um, which is all quite quite interesting. And mm. uh, Yeah, and you, you've got a little uh, cheat sheet, I'll say, in front of you that tells you what the symbols do and being able to plan when you execute them all yeah uh, it can be really especially where like the extra turn ones or the extra money mm. uh, that sort of thing can can really be used to turn an entire game around when you've got two rooms yeah. that or you, you def- can... desperately need and you can go oh, i've got an extra turn now so i can get both rooms and place them and complete them that's I really like good i like the uh
1: i like the one where one of the rewards is you can add more cards yes to the so each time you draw a card to see which room comes up I like the one where you can add extra cards because then you yeah. can choose to extend the game if you're like almost finished with something, or you can choose not to.
0: Yeah, yeah, you yeah. can be an absolute bastard and make the game end earlier. Yeah, denying everyone else the chance <laughs> to purchase additional rooms, which is uh, yeah, it's it's an interesting tactic, but it's 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 good. It's the only sort of take that I suppose aspect of the game. There isn't any take that really in the game, but it's the only chance you get to sort of dictate the, the terms in which people yeah. get to take their turn quite simply the winner is uh, the player of the most points at the end of the game it's noted on the score tracker a beautiful little score tracker designed as a castle obviously and and yeah that's that's how the game goes
1: and he has an ever-changing ever-changing requirements so he might which determine like your scores at the end as well don't they So yes it might yeah, be absolutely. like he wants loads of music rooms or so the rooms are all different Category, so he might want loads of kitchen rooms. I really like the rooms as well because they're all really weird.
0: Yeah, they're absolutely insane.
1: Yeah, like this one because it's like, oh, it's the mushroom room. Yeah, it's like the who fungus has a mushroom room? <laughs> room? But I need it. Yeah, I want this fungus. <laughs> I want room, the mushroom room. <laughs> <much>.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's it's a bit crazy, but no, it works really well. Should mention that all the tiles there's eight, no, ten different shapes and sizes of tile. Mm. And you have to try and interconnect all these different shapes and sizes and it can be a bit of a challenge sometimes because, uh, like Katie said, you're sort of tasked with having a set number of particular rooms, so let's say they're kitchen rooms for now, and you, you see a kitchen room come up and you go, great, I'm going to grab that, place it in my in my castle... And it's a weird shape and you can't fit it anywhere. And you're, all of a sudden you're panicking and scrabbling, trying to, trying to get it to fit anywhere in your castle. Yeah. And it's just, oh, it's totally mental. Mm, um, love it. Yeah, it's, it's a fantastic game. So but what type of player would you say this is more tended towards?
1: That's a good question. Probably <laughs> should have prepared a little bit more for that question.
0: Okay. So I'd say first and foremost, it's a puzzly type of game. Mm -hmm. You're trying to get the most out of a limited number of resources and fit them into a somewhat crazy pattern and score the most points. Now, there's very little luck involved in the game, really, because you're making the decisions as to where you place them within your castle. But the draw of the cards is totally random. You shuffle the cards up, you deal 11 per player... Put them in a stack, and then to populate a tableau, you draw one mm. and place it on.
1: Yeah. So there's not there's nothing you can essentially do if you're if you're if you're waiting for a particular type of room to come up and it doesn't come up. There's nothing you can really do about it. You no, can't. Not at all. You know, you just have to adapt your. I guess that's the strategy in itself is adapting your mm-hmm. strategy to fit the fact that you don't have any of this type of card, but a uh, sorry type of room. But yeah, I quite. I'm trying to think of other types of play, like types of players. So this one actually works quite because well, you can play it on your on your own as well. Can't you, you can, yes. yeah. It's, so you can actually play this on your with. own. Instead, um, so me and me and Josh like to play it together mm-hmm. as a two player, which is a bit easier than a, than if there's three or four of us. But we have played it yeah. with three and four, and it is fun because the arguments <laughs> about yeah. coins and oh yeah. So it is. I I quite like it with um with other people. It's not the It doesn't look straightforward, but it is actually quite simple to pick up once you get your head around it. It's not going to take you like hours of poring over a book. uh, Sorry, the rule book. No. To get it, it's not that because we watched a little YouTube video in the in the gaming place, didn't we?
0: We did, yeah. And and I must admit, the I I think the rule book's about eight pages long. Yeah, it's Uh, not. It's it's not a big rule book. Yeah. Um. It's it's basically these are the rules. Don't stray. Don't stray outside of them. But. Have fun doing whatever you want within them. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it's it's. I would say there is a puzzle game. Mm. Uh, tile, obviously tile drafting and placement, but definitely mm. a puzzle game. So
1: I do love a bit of when you actually like. You know, games like I guess like suburbia as well, where you do actually like. You're not just sat there with a handful of cards. You're actually mm. like building a little castle. Like we know, have a few drinks. Yeah. And uh, then we're shouting at each other about what type of castle I've got. Like I've got the mushroom room next to my sewing room. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> next to the pumpkin garden.
0: It's great because it's, ta- it's a tactile experience, isn't it? You're building something, you're creating something, and you're feeling the tiles as you place them down and whatnot. Yeah, quite, quite I quite like, like that. That's
1: quite a lot of appeal. Yeah,
0: it's uh, it's got good components to it.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, but in, in terms of the type of player, I would say it's someone that does enjoy a puzzle. Mm. Uh, sort of a puzzly challenge type thing mm-hmm. but also someone that's not necessarily looking for the fastest gameplay because yeah. you, know, you, you do have to wait for others to take their turn yeah. but it's not an issue when you're when you're around a table with a, a, a good group of people that you enjoy mm. um, it's not really an issue when you've got to wait for that one person to take their, take their turn because mm. you, you just have a bit of a chat with it
1: I can't see a lot of fights coming out of this game. Like, I can't see many players, like, fighting each other over it. That's what we should have. Like, how likely are you to kill your fellow players? Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's new section like, next episode. New section, episode. there
0: you go. How likely are you to kill your fellow players? So and how I would do, you like, like to
1: do it? I think, I think there will be arguments, but I don't think there will be any fist fights Ooh. over this. There will be arguments over, damn, I wanted that tile, and you've taken that tile, and now I can't have that tile. Yes. But I think that's pretty much the extent of it. You can't, like... It's not like where you can screw each other over and you no. can, you know, I mean, I might notice that someone's taking a lot of like um, kitchen rooms and I might be a sneaky one and try and buy them even though I don't need them. Yes, like, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. It, You can deny Yeah, people. you can
1: do stuff like that, but I don't see like, there you go, that's another That's another section we're having.
0: Yeah, you're not directly attacking someone. You're not saying, you know, I'm thrusting my sword into your face, yeah. uh, take six damage. You're, I might take this room so you can't have it. And also, I don't think that room quite fits where you're trying to put it, and that's about it. That's yeah, that's, that's all pretty the... <laughs> much <in> the arguments. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's not so bad. Uh, yeah. I might might result in a, a drink in the face, maybe. That's about.
1: I think that would be as extreme as it would ever get.
0: Yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> cool. We've talked about how tactile the tiles are, mm-hmm. um, which is a lovely little feature and, and something I quite enjoy when I'm playing games, being able to hold something and feel its weight and, and place it down and whatnot. But let's uh, let's move on to to the artwork.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Now, personally, I think the artwork, or well, the, the box artwork, especially, is is gorgeous, mm. um, really well done. Uh, I believe the box art was done by Agnieszka. The tiles themselves, the the art, I, I feel the artwork's a little bit basic, maybe,
1: Whoa. but
0: does the job that it's intended to do. Mm. Um, so I, I do still enjoy it. However, the cards themselves. You don't really need them for a lot, so it's hard to flourish. I think the artwork. too Yeah, much. I
1: think if you did flourish that, it would be like, what's the point? Because it's literally yeah. like room cards. It's not. It just basically shows the shape of the room that you're you're getting. Yes, yeah, that's yeah. pretty much it. But I like the because also they're they're like, bird's eye view diagrams. They're not. There's not a lot you can do with them. I think they've been. I think they're quite well done. Like as I said, like. Um, in some of the room, the rooms are quite quacky, Like say the pumpkin mm. garden, there's little pumpkins. You can see them. They yeah. just show like the layout, and I I I really like it personally.
0: Um, I I because obviously we have played a few other uh, Ted Elsbach games, and I'm not sure how much control he necessarily has over the artwork. Although I would assume he has a little bit of control. Mm. But the art that tends to put out in his game is very functional. It's it's very this is what this is, yeah. and these are the points and the symbols.
1: I like it, it's cute. Um,
0: yeah, no, I, I wouldn't, yeah, I I wouldn't say it's often. bad artwork. Uh, it's just not necessarily, you know, a, a masterpiece or a... a yeah, know, I don't think it Sometimes needs to you be like, play games and you yeah. see the artwork and you're like, whoa, that's um, amazing. Yeah. yeah, exactly, yeah, stuff like that. Yeah. Whereas this is, you know, the box art is, is fantastically gorgeous. But uh, yeah, no, um, it's very functional in yeah. terms
1: of, of what it does.
0: I think we now we should move on to sort of how much space the game takes up. So how much mm. space is required for you to play the game?
1: Yeah. So I thought this was quite. This was worth putting in just a short thing about it because mm. not everyone has, you know, what's it, Zombicide? Like yeah. That. Like yeah, yeah. not everyone actually has the space to play some of these games, and it's no. fine. That's cool. Mm-hmm. We're cool with that, which is why we're telling you. Yes. No. Absolutely.
0: <laughs> um, we're we're quite lucky. We have a, a quite a large uh, dining room table.
1: It's just a dining room table, though. It's not actually, like, that big. It's not think. massive, but no. it's big enough
0: to play pretty much any game on. Yeah. Um, and we also have a... I would say this is large. Uh, a large um, coffee table. Yes,
1: yeah, so this is square as well, which is yeah. different. Yeah. So, in terms of space, first off, the box is sort of just average. I wouldn't say it's it's too big or too small or anything like that, just mm. so you guys know. It's not going to look odd on your gaming shelf. No. I've um, oh got... Um, this is going to be a distraction, isn't it? Yeah, so the no, cat cats. has entered the room cats. and is
0: begging for food. We've done this at us. the
1: wrong time. It's cat feeding time and she knows yeah. it. Oh yeah. dear. Oh, there we are. So you're going you to hear a little muse in the background. Things, yeah. <laughs> so it does take up quite a bit of room when you're actually playing it because you have... Your scoring board, which, as Josh said, looks like a little castle, doesn't it? So Mm -hmm. that's where you move up and that goes from like one to a hundred, I think. Yes. Um, And then it also has, there's quite a few pieces from all the different types of rooms, which are all stacked. Um, And then you've got, you know, your your drawing deck, which has all the rooms that you're drawing in and whatnot. And then also you need space to build your castles. So we do play this on the dining room table. But I think an average dining room table is enough to play it. I don't think there's going to... It would be better, like, if you have four players, maybe you're going to need a bit more room, but mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I think we struggled with three, didn't we?
0: Yeah, so, I mean, we... Generally, when we play it, we go for the full setup and we, we piece together the, the scoring board along with the, uh, the board that allows the placement of the tiles mm. in separate piles uh, and the, the, the tableau to be ordered in a certain way. But in reality, you could do away with that entire... Yeah. section you could just have piles of tiles all that's ordered into that's... shapes in just in a line um, with the two decks yeah yeah actually so that's
1: true you don't have to do that whole setup you can just yeah it up, but it looks pretty it does look it good pretty. when it's all set out
0: <laughs> um which is why we like to do it uh but yeah no it's it, it does lend itself to being a smaller smaller scale game
1: mm. so now we've got a few interesting facts
0: yes yeah this is this is uh, entirely katie's section because so I, will... I like facts. Yeah, exactly. You like facts, you like figures, you like history, you like all the all your stuff.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, so I'm going to quickly introduce the section and let Katie take over. So this is a section we just literally titled, Interesting Fact! Interesting <laughs> um, Fact! <laughs> Katie will effectively facts. dig up a few interesting facts about the board game that we're reviewing, uh, just mm. to cut them in. Um, because, yeah, we believe they're interesting.
1: Yeah. Well, we this is more about... Yeah, so this maybe might be a little bit of a spin-off from the After War game, but I don't really care. I'm going to tell you all about it anyway. Mm. So I was actually listening to a separate podcast when I discovered this, and Josh was actually asleep, because I get up at, like, ridiculous hours in the morning. I don't mm. know what's wrong with me. I just wake up at, like, 6am, and up. I'm like, hi, I'm ready. So I actually, like, ran into wake you up to tell you this, because I was yeah. listening to a podcast called Noble Blood, which is all about like um, nobility and historical incidents and stuff like that. that was really good. So I was listening to that and we were they were talking about the Mad King Ludwig mm-hmm. who it's is actually real. Like he was actually real. I had no idea when we picked <laughs> this game up. And I literally ran upstairs to Josh, like, oh, he's real! We have play this game and he's real and he made real castles. So, he was actually real. So, he was King Ludwig II of Bavaria. He was born in 1845, and he became the king at 18 years old. Yep. Um, And he actually actually built these crazy castles. Not quite as crazy as in the game, but he was known as the Swan King or the Fairy Tale King because he used to create these elaborate castles with themed rooms based on fairy tales Mm -hmm. and based on um what's the word? Not operas.
0: Composer, there, Composer. We there, go. there we are.
1: Yeah, so he used to build these fairy tale like towers and themed rooms. He had he was just really elaborate. He basically yeah. spent all of his money making these castles. Mm-hmm. Um if you're interested you should definitely check out his story because it's uh it's pretty tragic, it's pretty dramatic. Yes. Um but it's just woo.
0: Very interesting.
1: Yeah, really interesting. I, again, I had absolutely no idea, which is kind of amazing that we played it so many times and I had no idea. Um, right, I'm going to mess up this pronunciation now. <laughs> so there is a castle which is actually on sort of inspired by the the inspiration for the front of the board game.
0: Yeah, box. the box art. Yeah,
1: I can't do it. You do it. Uh,
0: so it's it's Car- Castle Neuschwanstein.
1: Neuschwanstein. Which was built by King Lovewood and that's on the front, and that's one of his most fairy tale sort of esque castles. Yeah. Um, for memory, I don't think it was ever finished, and it also inspired Sleeping Beauty's castle in Disneyland. Yes. Another fun fun fact. So that's pretty much a few few little facts for you. It's not really related to the board game, but it's just so interesting. I had to tell someone. Yeah, it's interesting, <laughs> and,
0: and <clears throat> I think it's uh, a sort of valid part of the, board uh, game, yeah. Yeah, of the board game and of the podcast mm. um and i'm sure we'll be sort of slipping little facts and, and stuff like that into into future podcasts because some of them are really interesting mm. um this one was particularly interesting
1: yeah this one has quite a clear cut yeah this is really interesting
0: yeah i mean uh, obviously i listen to the podcast after you listened to it and, and so you them to it for the second time
1: yeah
0: uh, and there are a few points that i found like fascinating the first one is that uh this castle uh, Neuschwanstein um, which is I think probably his most famous castle Mm. Um, I think he only got to enjoy it for a week Yeah, a week before I'm not going to go into any more detail but only only got to enjoy it for a week Uh, and the other was that he had this room filled with candles um, and they were to be lit at certain points of the day Mm. and then replaced the next day completely
1: with fresh candles with fresh
0: candles and then relit just to create this Ambience in in a room. Mm. Um, It's just totally mad, hence Mm. Mad King Ludwig. Um, He wasn't, I don't think he was actually mad, but. um, It's debatable. Yeah, well, just the architecture that he'd go through is what some would deem a bit crazy.
1: Mm. Oh no, I meant it's debatable because the reason he's called Mad King Ludwig is because they actually got a doctor to certify him as mad. Yes, yeah. 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 Anyway, Anyway, spoiler. spoiler! Yeah, spoiler. Next, we'll move, we'll move on, or we'll just sit here talking Bloods. about King Ludwig, the Second of Bavaria, all day because yes. I can do that. Right. Anyway, so you know,
0: listen to the episode on Noble Bloods. Um, it's widely available and it's it's fascinating. Mm. Um, so, <clears throat> moving on from our interesting facts, So this game, it's it's quite a randomised game in terms of the tiles drawn, and you can totally change your approach to. So which ones you buy, where you place them, and how they score. Uh, it doesn't rely too much on luck. Um, and so therefore, I, I personally think the replayability on this is very high. Now, I must admit, we've we've played this game over and over, maybe 15, 20 times or so. Um,
1: and I'm still the winner?
0: Yeah, mostly, yeah. I think I've won twice <laughs> out of 20 times, uh, which is, to be fair, the case with most board games. Um I think I'm slightly more obsessed with board games than you are, but I tend to get my ass kicked every time we play. Yeah. Which is fine. Uh, but I must also admit the the gameplay and the the theme of the game really appeals to me. So that could also factor into the replayability for ourselves. Yeah. But from an objective point of view,
1: mm. I
0: think the replayability on this is quite high. I mean, what what are your thoughts around this?
1: No, I agree, because... Especially because every game you play there's different rules because mm-hmm. King Lobwood keeps changing his damn mind. Exactly. So you draw like random tiles in order to sort of have the goals of yeah. what your... Uh, sorry, the goals of the game. So for example, like we used earlier, like to have the most kitchen tiles or yeah. to have the most basement tiles. They're all random. So they can be quite a range of things, can't they? Mm-hmm, so they can mm-hmm. be have... The most circular tiles have the most L-shaped tiles, have the most money left at the end of the game, um, have the most exits, have the most yeah. corridors. There's just so many different ways, different, um, different goals that you can have in it. So yeah, I I agree.
0: Yeah no, so yeah, I mean it's it's weird. It's like the objective for your castle yeah. is this, and you will get extra points because of this. Mm. Uh, and it does change the way you think about playing the game every time you play it Yeah. Also, sometimes you draw the same objectives when you draw different tiles so you can't Yeah, exactly. utilize the same strategy um, so you know there 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 is randomization in terms of that but it's not a huge amount of luck in terms of who wins really mm-hmm. um, so yeah I think it's it's very replayable yeah um, Yeah. definitely I agree. Um, expansion wise uh, I know a lot of people are interested in expanding their games uh, there's one expansion for Castles of Mad King Ludwig uh, it was released in twenty fifteen, so I can't see a huge amount of others coming out at this point. Um, but it's called Secrets. Now it's thirty new rooms um, and a, a new feature that revolves around uh, secret swan symbols, um, as Katie mentioned Ooh. before. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Um, he was uh, inspired by Swan Lake as well, known as the Swan King, so it makes sense.
0: Yes, exactly. Uh, and these secret swan symbols give extra points. Um, which is quite interesting uh, When I actually told Katie about uh, that I feel like I've only said, known about that You should get that
1: Yeah, I've, You only told me this today Like, Why are you telling me this now? Why Why haven't you ordered it? What are we doing here?
0: Well, what did um, I marry? Uh, I'll discuss that a little bit later And okay. what, do you, what, do you, what do you mean what do you <laughs> marry?
1: You should know me by now I really? know, I know, I know Get it
0: <laughs> um, Along with the expansions however uh, There's been two spin-off games I suppose you call them more inspired games. Um, one of them is Between Two Castles of Mad King Ludwig, which is uh, a cross of this game and uh, Between Two Castles, or Between Two Cities even, sorry. Um, and the final one is Palaces of Mad King Ludwig. Mm. Uh, both look quite interesting, but their price point's quite high. Uh, yeah. So we haven't invested in either of those yet.
1: Yeah, we're still playing the hell out of this.
0: Exactly, um, <laughs> and going back to the earlier point, that's why I've not purchased the expansion yet. As the price point is a little, little on the oh, high side it? for an expansion. How much is it? I think it's around thirty pound.
1: Oh, see, um, that's but isn't that what we paid for the game? Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. we got the game
0: on sale, uh, but the the actual I think the base price for the game is about fifty pound. Oh, is it?
1: That's um, quite high. So we were
0: able to get it on sale uh, for thirty pound. So it, it does often go on sale. Uh, it is six years old now, so in terms of the, the the hot topic, it's not yeah all the way up the list. So it does excuse me frequently go on sale. Mm. Now we've devised a scoring system based on six, and I realise we've fun. done this because six is the number of sides on dice.
1: Yeah, and you're really cool.
0: Wow, really stupid probably because there's no there's no average now and there's no. Midpoint, because it's an even number.
1: Oh well, yeah, the midpoint would be three.
0: When you go three out of five, that's... Middle. I don't,
1: Do not you know what? It's Sunday, I don't want to do any math. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm not doing that math for a Sunday. That you know what? We can keep doing it. Let's keep doing it as a six, because okay. it's fun. It
0: is fun. Um, now, I'm going I'm going five. Yeah. Five out of six. Yeah, it's it's an almost perfect game for me. So yeah, I'm going to go I'm going to give it a 5.
1: I'm I'm going to stick with my guns and give it a 6. Fair. Fair. Because for me it's just like I'm it takes a lot for me to replay a game as much as I have with this game. Yes, no, it's, I totally agree. I'm not I do enjoy board games, but you're more of the I mean, I'm looking around the room right now all the board games. <laughs> so I, I haven't done any of this. This is all you. So for me to actually keep playing this game and also i just love it i'm allowed to i love it
0: yeah of course Uh, (laughs) yeah i'm not gonna disagree with your with your ratings on any of the games that we play
1: oh no i just meant just generally like that's what why Hmm. i'm making that because there's very few games that i'll constantly want to play like i don't think i don't think you've ever said to me hey do you want to play castles of mad king ludwig and i don't think i've ever said no
0: no, I don't think you ever have. Yeah. Uh, in fact, you probably request it more than I ask it.
1: Yeah. Again, unusual. Um, it's just mm. I think we've picked one of my favourites to start off with, but I will yeah. get more, more harsh.
0: You will get you will get more critical.
1: Mm. Um, but this one, it's just no, it's not happening.
0: Yeah. No. <laughs> okay. Well, that's eleven out of twelve. So that's that's a pretty damn decent score.
1: That is a decent score. Um,
0: yeah. No. Definitely. We should probably wrap this up now. <laughs> uh, we've blathered on for around half an hour. Um thank you so much for listening. Uh this is this has been our first ever podcast. Uh we've never done something like this before. Uh it's totally new to us. Mm-hmm. Um and we're just going to take it from here and see how it goes. Uh, hopefully we'll see you again in a couple of weeks. Yep. Uh and we'll be coming with a new board game which we'll have to binge, binge in order to review. And talk about. I'm excited as well. This, is, uh, this has been really good. What um,
1: games are you thinking?
0: Well, uh, I think on the pile for us to go through, we've got Talisman, definitely. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially now that it's got its re-release um, from a new company. Yep. Uh, Baron Park, which is personally one of my favourite games, um, is definitely going on the pile. Uh, Resident Evil 2, uh, which we've recently started playing. Yep. I'd say that's definitely a game that needs to go... Onto the pile for us. Mm-hmm. Um, now I could name a thousand other games and explain why, but
1: no, nah, I think that's our shortlist. It's going to go on and on, and on and on. Chill out, Josh. <laughs> Chill out. <laughs> out. That's our short list I'm looking
0: around the room and every other. No, title stop it. I look at. Stop looking. Don't
1: no, look around the room. Don't <laughs> look at it.
0: But uh, once again, thank you so much uh, for listening. Uh, my name's Josh.
1: And I'm Katie Awesome source.
0: Awesome source. <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> we've been cooperative cardboard presenting tabletop tours. Uh, thanks and...
1: Bye! Bye! <laughs>